This is the Hobart Lacrosse Podcast, episode 52. The season is here, baby. It's Hobart and the Canisius Golden Griffins opening things up this Saturday at 12 noon. We're joined, as always, by the head coach of the station, Greg Raymond. Welcome back. Uh, thanks, Ted. Excited to be here on Game Week, man. So first question is always, uh, do we have a decision on venue yet? Uh, yeah, it's going to be inside. Okay. We've, we've, uh, we've practiced out on the bars a few times this week. It's... Um, it's it's winter buzz for sure and i think the uh it's it's been a you know kind of off and on indoor outdoor week which has been great because because we do like to get out there but i think the temp's going to drop significantly this weekend and and uh uh full transparency i think canisius would rather play inside i think that's why they keep coming here early in the season so um we're going to accommodate that and we're going to go in and have that uh that same you know first game in that in that beautiful indoor facility with the griffins we had the uh, final scrimmage of the season at the Pool Family Dome last Saturday, a five-quarter scrimmage with a fifth quarter of running time, chance to get a lot of subs in in that fifth. Uh, Michigan came out on top, 18-11. to 11. Uh, Overall thoughts? Uh, a, a great experience, honestly. You know, I think uh, especially from one week to the next, what, what, we're, um, what, what we've noticed with this team, Ted, is these great players that we have in, in these new spots. Um need experience and they need uh um they need successes they need failures like 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 any of us just to kind of figure out how to mature and um get their legs stable for some endurance throughout the season you know there's there's going to be a lot of firsts for some of these guys you know and you know i think michigan was a first in terms of for, for some folks in terms of you know big long fast and strong you know and i think you know they come off a syracuse scrimmage the week before we come off a binghamton scrimmage a week before i think those are just two different opponents right and so you know binghamton being a great team and like we talked about last week um and and two weeks ago just uh, you know how tough they are how well coached they are i don't think they move as fast as michigan to be honest you know and i think um what you saw in uh, a week-to-week growth standpoint in the Wolverines. We talked to their coaches specifically about it. Is that um, you know they felt like they needed to apply more pressure. They felt like they needed to dictate pace a little bit better. And um, when we played Binghamton, we did all that, and and it wasn't too difficult for us. You know, so I think the learning experience we had. Um, by playing an American East opponent versus playing a Big Ten opponent, you know, is is um, or was outstanding you know I think um as honest as I can be when we're talking the night before that scrimmage as a coaching staff and we're saying you know how do we want this to go and um I kind of snuck in one comment whereas where I said you know it might not be a bad thing if some of these young guys get beat up a little bit and um and show them what kind of focus they need to have going into a uh, going into a game like that. So, and I do think Michigan's a pretty good team. I do. They got all seniors. Uh, everybody returns. I'm not sure they're filling in a new spot anywhere. Um, they face off well. They're good in the goal. So we loved it. You know, it's you know, obviously we never want to lose anything, Ted, and we made sure our guys knew that. You know, there's nothing to be happy about here. But um, just understand, this is a scrimmage. Uh, we played everybody on this team. And uh, everybody got good run against an opponent that um, is probably pursuing the same things we are, uh, a conference championship and and a great run in the NCAA tournament. So all in all, uh, not the outcome, but a great learning experience in the last scrimmage there. You mentioned their speed, and I heard some people saying, gee, where's where's the hitting that we saw in the Binghamton scrimmage? And I think that's part of it. It's harder to hit what you can't catch. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, but but you know, I think there was lots of physicality. I just think Michigan initiated a lot of it. You know, from from what I heard from a week before, it sounded like Syracuse got after them a little bit, and um, you know, they wanted to flip that script and uh, do that uh, do that to us. So that's one thing we've talked about all week is um, if we're going to be physical, a physical team. We're going to initiate contact more. We just uh, defensively, we didn't get out on the ball great. You know, we didn't get our hands on people great offensively. We felt like that defense's initial jam um, was the first element of contact. And, you know, Coach Brundage talks often about you initiating that first contact and knocking some people off their line. But, you know, it didn't, it took us till about the second quarter till we brought everybody in and said, listen, you know, you're getting bullied right now. And um, the only people that are going to change is you. So uh, if if someone's pressing you to the sideline, run by them. If, uh, if you're dodging with the ball, getting into people, if you're playing the ball, get physical with them. And, you know, so the hitting is not always what we're pursuing. The uh, the grind of that, those, those trenches plays, the half field, six on six stuff, you know, that's, that's where um, – you know, you really get into it. And we, we feel like we have to do a better job uh, from a 60-minute or or in that case, what, 75 or 80-minute piece. Um, we have got to be a helmet-on-helmet, uh, helmet, hands-on Dodgers, hands-on or or shoulders-on defensemen, getting into people more often and uh, and being the initiators there. So um, it was a physical game. We just uh, we felt like they did a little bit more of that initiating than us. It seemed to me the offense took a little while to get untracked. I just thought, especially in the first quarter, there didn't seem to be a whole lot of purpose to it. It was kind of what I call dodge and dump. A guy would try to fake his man a few times, didn't work, flip to somebody else, he'd try it. It just didn't seem like there was a lot of ball movement and, and sort of purpose to that offense early. No, and that was that was the mark of how Michigan came out and played us. That's why um, it was a great learning experience. You know, you go with a Binghamton who plays – a little bit more of a tighter defense. They allow you to move the ball around the perimeter and and set up your offense well, uh, and kind of dodge wherever you want to dodge and get your hands free. Um, you know, Michigan was uh, gun set on making sure we didn't do that because they scrimmaged us before and basically failed in that element. Where you know, if you let Hobart move the ball and if you let Hobart get comfortable, um, they got a lot of guys that can attack you. So you know, they pressed out push some people to the sideline. And I think what we were focused on was, you know, making sure that we were taking care of the ball and, you know, moving it to our next teammate rather than playing offense. So, um, again, when you watch that on film and, and you break it down for the guys, you go, hey, like you said, we're not doing anything here. We're, we're, we're playing catch around the perimeter uh, with a guy in blue chasing us a bit. So uh, that I think the biggest um, – uh, the biggest trademark or the biggest takeaway from that is we're not playing to our identity. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a uh, a team dictated the pace of a game, and we like to believe that we can do that. So, um, you know, again, a great learning experience, but, but Ted, as you always do, you hit the nail on the head where, you know, you know just because the ball's in the offensive end doesn't mean you're playing offense. We always like to see who emerges from the young guys. Uh, Alex Bagina, first-year attacker out of New Jersey, had multiple goals in both scrimmages. And uh, we got our first look at uh, David Peterkin, who I know you and the staff like very much out of Ontario, and he had a goal. Yeah, two very skilled guys. And, you know, I think David's, David's one where, um, you know, he's, 
he's going to play consistently for us. He's got excellent speed and um, and a great vision for this game. Communicates it well. He's also he's also a tough kid, um, but he's one that you saw in his eyes. You know some of the stuff that you know I could do uh, in high school or you know in some practices maybe here and there. You, you can't do against a team like this. You know you got to be more focused on um, single plays and single passes and and you know playing fast but not in a hurry and. Um, uh, you know, he had a great learning experience that day and also had a great goal. And, and you're going to see a lot more from him, Ted. He's just, he, he's a good player and a consistent player. And Bajina's the same, man. Bajina is as fearless as they get. Um, doesn't care who's covering him. Doesn't care what position or scenario he is in the game. If, if you don't cover him well, he's going to the goal. And he's got an awesome ability to get his hands back and snap the ball. He just, uh, he shoots it well. He's got good vision. You know, he also had a couple goals, but, he plays extra man for us too, and has a great skip pass to to Troy right on his ear. We get a great goal there, a good momentum goal. So uh, he's shown us a lot. You know, I think with with Alex, it's about keeping him on the field, making sure he's healthy. Uh, with all these guys, it's the same. But we just need consistent practices from him. But we're very happy with the, how those two are playing right now. We saw a little bit of Anthony Detellis against Michigan. We did not see John Hurley in either scrimmage. What can you tell us about those guys? Um, you know, I think probably Ted. If it were a game, we would we would have thrown them to the wolves, and they both could have taken it. You know, I think, you know, just getting Anthony some time and man up. He both of these guys are pulling their hair out with you know, coach, put me in, put me in. I'm ready, I'm ready. And and I think Steph, um, Habecker, head of sports medicine, and um, her staff are doing a great job. Just you know, helping these guys pump their brakes and you know, making sure they know that. Uh, playing in a scrimmage against Michigan is important, but um, we got a lot of games coming up here, and you know we want we want our best on the field in their best form in May, and um, it's hard to see that far ahead, especially with the way that we communicate, the day one perspective and, and a present mind focus and all this stuff. But um, they they are uh, all ready to go. You know, I think they're uh, you're going to see a bunch of them this weekend, and and. You know, just want to make sure that we were safe with it, and um, we got them back acclimated into practices as much as we could before that game hit, and before they that high pressure adrenaline thing. You know, sometimes adrenaline makes you think that your body feels better than it does, and and we just didn't want to, we wanted to make sure that wasn't the case with those two. They're too important to us. So, um, but they are uh, they're healthy now, all cleared to go, and um, anxious to get them back on the field against Canisius here. You played four goalies against Michigan. All of them made at least three saves. We had talked about that there was a competition at that position. So where does it stand here as we record two days before game day? Uh, well, the competition is not going to end all season. You know, we we don't want it to. Um, we love them all too much. They all work too hard, and um, they all need that scrutiny or deserve that scrutiny all year long. So they've been they've been told that we want to play this position like it's any other and um, and make sure that we, we know that it's different and we know that um, there's a lot of momentum in a goaltender and, and a lot we need to um, provide from a next play standpoint and a short memory standpoint, just like we asked them to. But, you know, I think um, we want this to be uh, a season long competition because of how much we trust these guys to save the ball and play good lacrosse. So, um, well, we're at a place where we know who's going to start this game and and uh, are, are very um, proud about how we got there and very proud about we actually made a point to our team in the locker room afterwards. We've put these guys through the ringer all season long, and, and it's by design. We wanted to, and, and by season, I mean year, 
um, you know, we play, we've started all of them at least once. And um, whether it be fall scrimmage, spring scrimmage, um, in practices with different groups, uh, you know, we keep shuffling them around. We bring Kevin in halfway through a second quarter, take him out halfway through the third, bring Lucas in midway through a third quarter, play play Liam in the fifth. It, that, it, that's just a hard thing, a hard thing to do. And um, and that's why we did it. We wanted to be able to say, okay, we're not going to make this perfect. You're not going to be comfortable. Just get in there and 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 stop the ball and lead our defense. And they've all done a really good job. So um we uh we know who's uh who, whose goal it is on Saturday. And then you know we'll uh we'll continue to to scrutinize over this thing and make sure that week to week we're in a really good place. I love seeing goalies win backups, and yet a couple of those against Michigan. All four of those guys were real aggressive at reading the shot and getting in behind that net and diving for the line. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'll see these guys. That's that's kind of um, I got to give credit to Kevin Holpe there, just the, the leader of that group, and um, you know the uh, the veteran in that group, and and honestly, probably the best personality on our team, Ted. I mean, he's he's. Uh, he's arguably we're not supposed to say stuff like this but he he may be the best teammate uh, I've ever coached one of them at least you know he's just always dialed into somebody else and um you'll see him and this started a while ago diving in warm-ups you know anytime a coach misses the goal or a teammate misses the goal they he dives to back that up and then Saudi started doing it and Ellis started doing it and Liam started doing it so they uh, they they dive Monday to Friday to back up shots and in turn the rest of our team has started to do it so um I got a credit number 40 there he's just uh he brings that type of energy and that type of focus to to an everyday warm up and everyday practice and um so it's just gotten contagious and and we love stealing a few possessions there Man up unit. You were four for seven against Binghamton, two for six against Michigan, and that was going two units deep. Those guys really are clicking together, moving the ball, getting and taking good shots. Yeah, I mean, we like to be six for six. You know, I think if you look back at um, Canisius last year, I think we're two for seven or something like that. So, yeah, a couple extra goals is great, but, you know, I think, you know, what we did and what Coach Brundage did in those elements was put different people on the field and, you know, making sure we're getting good work. Um, it's really hard in those settings to stick to a plan, right, where you're in a scrimmage with with Michigan, uh, you know, a great Big Ten opponent, and you want to win the scrimmage. But you also – you want to see certain people in certain spots. That that's and you got to stick to that plan. That's why we have a game sheet. That's why we determine who's playing before that scrimmage. And uh, in a game scenario, it's read and react, and and you want to stick with your guys just a little bit more. But um, you know, the man up was about let's make sure Bajina gets in there. You know, let's make sure Delhi's in there. Let's make sure AD and Anthony and and Troy and 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 James and oh, Sammy, Alex, we see these different units and these different pieces and run some different plays with them to see what we like. So um, it's great the amount of faces we feel like we can put out there, um, but it's uh, all year long, Ted. I think that's going to be a very dangerous unit, no matter who it is. And if you get rolling and score a few goals, you can play some make it, take it with Adam Shea. I mean, he's just, he's picked right up where he left off. Yeah, man, and he's got battles coming up here. So, uh, and he's he's a warrior for us. I think uh, um, he got the uh, the dog of the day on Saturday. Just um, you know, he's a guy that you kind of want to emulate. Not just the execution. I think Shea's pretty good at what he does. And but I mean, he is um, such a uh, it's such a full sprint. There's there's no play where you go. 
you know, why aren't you running fast here? Why aren't why aren't you providing your best effort? What what happened? He's just he's all over the ground. He's getting pushed in the back. He's popping back up. He's got that wrestler mentality where it's like, you know, we we're doing this for us, but me versus you. I think anytime he loses a ground ball, loses a face off, he takes full responsibility of it. That's the best part. He doesn't come off the field with excuses or the refs whistles too early or you know bada 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 he's he's just like he's in it you know that one's on me i'll get the next one and i think he inspires uh, the majority of people around but if not all of his teammates because it's something you start to take for granted but we keep talking about it so that we don't because that effort is excellent and um we're happy to have him man just uh just know he's going to go out there and do everything he can to get the ball for us and behind him you've gotten a look at first year Seamus Schofield against some live competition what do you think uh Seamus is good he needs development you know he needs he needs more reps against different opponents and different whistles and um and and all that good stuff but you know i think what what you have in in Seamus is is a protege of um, the guy that's had great success in Shea. So, you know, I don't think there's a, a time that Adam Shea's doing anything in a practice or, um, you know, an edge work session uh, in between practices, filming, film work, whatever, that he doesn't drag uh, Seamus to. So Seamus is learning that work ethic of Shea, how to perfect your craft, all the different elements of preparation. It's not just, you know, taking a face off. Jameis has to learn how to watch film. He's got to learn how to conduct his wings. He's got to learn how to um, communicate with a coach or another face off guy in between face offs and the versatility of substitution and, and all those elements. So, um, and we just, we, we love the fact that we've got a, a player, a coach, a player coach and Adam Shea that uh, is going to help that guy grow up quickly and, and uh, become a great face off man. Nolan Firth took a face off late in that game. Was that a one shot deal or are you going to throw a pole at some people this year? Uh, no, I mean, not if Shea's healthy, you know, if things are going well, Firth, he ain't going to be at the face-off X, but, um, you know, we always want to have one prepped, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's Coach Hardy's, um, business there, and, and, uh, he does a good job reminding us every year, you know, we, we should probably start facing off a pole and, um, you know, make sure we have that element, but also for the practice purposes, uh, for Adam and Jameis, and, um, you know, I think just being prepared if Shea's in a groove or Sheamus is in a groove, a lot of teams will do that. They'll put a pole out there to try and muck up the ground ball, and we need we need our faceoff guys prepared for that, but also need to make sure that a guy like Nolan Firth, Nolan Firth is ready to face off if we need him to. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's in that faceoff circle every day for practice. He, he You know, he's um, getting reps with those guys and doing a great job with it. Canisius comes into the Pool Family Dome Saturday at 12 noon. They're a team that has struggled in the last couple of years, especially defensively. They give up a lot of goals. What do you see looking at them? Um, that uh, they've got some guys we've never seen before. You know, most likely a first game thing. You know, we'll put together uh, a scout report. You know, we, we've done that already. Our guys have seen it, and um, we do our best to uh, prepare them for some unknown and some uh, – and some definites based on who's coming back. So, you know, I think uh, what we're trying to do, Ted, is uh, just from a Binghamton to Michigan standpoint, make sure our guys don't um, provide any ownership or any time to anything that's happened in the past or, or what could potentially happen in the future. We need to, um, as, a, as, as underdogs, learn how to pl play opponents the same. And um, it's hard because 
<laughs> opponents are different, you know, so I know that sounds obvious, but um, our approach to the game can't be. Our approach to the game has got to be the same. So, um, you know, if we know everything about an opponent, if we know very little about an opponent because they haven't played a game yet, um, the energy and the focus in our identity and the goals we've provided to ourselves have to be spot on. Um, and there's no better way to train that discipline than in the first game with an opponent that may run an offense you've never seen before. That's why scrimmages are great, is, is uh, it, it trains that mentality. So we're more interested not in how many goals they've given up in the past or um, who's running offense for them or, you know, what hand is this guy or what. We know all that stuff. We, we're ready for a 10-man if they run it. We're ready for um, a pressure defense if they press out or, or zone or um, whatever. Um we're prepared for all of that stuff, but uh, I'm more interested in making sure our guys approach this game um, much differently than the uh, the scrimmage a week ago and much more focused on accomplishing or committing to our philosophy like we talk about so often. So um, that's the focus this week. Uh, we'll add some preparation elements in week to come, but our, our goal is for that to be the focus every week. Do you talk about two or three specific points of emphasis for an opponent? And if so, what are they this week? Uh, yeah, all the time. Keys, uh, the keys to our victory. And um, a lot of them are what I just talked about. So the, the, the top of our scouting report is always, you know, what, what are the keys to, uh, um, to this victory? Then it's defensively, what are our keys to having a great D, uh, defensive day? What are our keys to having a great offensive day? What are we focused on at the faceoff? Um, every element or every phase of our game has uh, a top three. Let's if we accomplish these things, we feel like we'll be very successful. So, as a team, we uh, first and foremost those those team keys are everything I just said. We want to make sure our preparation mentally uh, about how we play, how fast we move our bodies, um, how fast we move our sticks, and how physical we are is paramount. That's the first thing. We need to make sure that we don't talk a lot of crap about an identity, that we do what we say we're going to do. And so um, that's that first element. And the second is making sure that um, we're prepared for some pressure and a ride if they provide it. And every time we have the ball, we do our best to clear it successfully, transition it into the offensive end, and give our offense a great opportunity to uh, to attack the goal early, attack the goal middle, and attack the goal late in the possession. Um, and the last is making sure uh, we know the hands of as many ball carriers as possible defensively so that we can construct our, our support package and uh, make sure we're ready to go on all fronts to play a big, fast, strong defensive game. It was five below zero Saturday. One of the dads came up to me in the uh, Pool Family Dome and showed me the picture on his phone and said, we were out there, 8 a.m. So the, <laughs> the tailgaters. I told you. I, I know. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> no we, we were shocked. It was frigid, man. So, But uh, we, love, um, we love those diehard fans, man. They're not going anywhere. All right. This is an exciting chapter in Hobart Lacrosse, a brand-new conference and new challenges on the horizon, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing them unfold with you. Thanks, as always. Beauty. Thanks, Ted. Coach Greg Raymond of the Statesman, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and get all your Hobart and William Smith athletics information on the official website, hwsathletics.com. Uh, I'm Ted Baker for Coach. Uh, have a great opening week.